0: starts so and I was like "Oh, I'll watch the first like 10 minutes and get through it I got busy with something else and by the time I got um done with what I was doing it was like halfway through the movie I was like whatever I'll finish this fucking because <laughs> it's just gonna sit in my HBO queue saying you still need to listen or watch this you need to watch the rest of this <coughs> so instead of staring at it for months on end But do I, though, (laughs)
1: really? Like, let's just be honest. I'm Ryan Downing. And I'm Greg Vance. And Mm. this is a piece of garbage.
0: Yeah, we're not too thrilled about doing this movie because it's not gonna... It's not a good movie. It's just... (sighs) Alright. Before we get to anything else, this is Nerdidian. We take uh, one nerd movie and basically run through the movie and talk about it and... Most of the time, we have positive things. Give you to say a rundown of
1: the plot and the characters and but, what the people do.
0: But this is like Alien Three, where we both can't stand it, and it's going to be a slog to fucking get through this movie because this movie is horrible. Like it to the point where they even do a get to the chopper joke, and it falls on deaf fucking ears. Like, he says, get to the chopper. I'm like, no, I want you all to fucking die. There's even a point where, and we'll get to it, where they kill everyone in the town, but for some reason, these four fucking survivors get to live. And the one, the lead of the fucking movie is like, you killed everybody in the town, and the soldier's like, we were just doing our job. I'm like, if that's the case, they're not going to keep your asses alive. What movie are we talking about? What is this?
1: Thinly-veiled piece of garbage? That would be Alien vs. Predator <laughs> Requiem.
0: Oh, my God. Like, I enjoyed good majority of the first AVP. Like, I thought it was pretty decent when I was young. Didn't think so much. The revelation is, it's halfway decent. Yeah, now, not quite so bad. This one, when it first came out, it was a piece of shit.
1: Now, it's still a piece of shit. Well, first off... um, one of the problems that it faced whenever it first came out, I don't remember if you, or I don't know if you remember this or not, um, but if you were watching it on like a certain TV, you couldn't see like half of it, oh, really? unless you turned your brightness all the way up, because it's like ninety percent shot at night.
0: Yeah, well, the, yeah, there's
1: and it's black monsters in the black <laughs> night with bad lighting. Yes, so you can't see shit. <laughs>
0: God damn it. Alright, so... Let's just get to this movie so we can fucking burn through it. Because I'm not thrilled to be watching this movie. Uh, the movie starts off... And this is probably the only good thing about it. The first ten mo- minutes of this movie are the most interesting thing about this movie. Yeah. Uh, and it's just that we get more insight into the Predator, I guess, day to day. Because uh, we literally open up to the dead body of the fir- previous alien or Predator... And From
1: the first AVP.
0: And the pred-alien pops out of his chest, and then we see a bunch of predators just doing their normal shit. We see one, like, skinning some sort of animal. We see two others, uh, uh, I guess, escorting two other facehuggers in jars to another group of facehuggers. There's, like, like six or seven uh, jars of facehuggers in this mm-hmm. one area. And we see them escorting them to the other group of facehuggers, and they're just going about their day like, this is what we're supposed to do. We had our brother die, and now we're on our way home. From what I remember in the first AVP, that ship is uh, part of the, uh, like, big, uh, I guess, tribe of this particular predator alien with the the weird-looking T that he carves on his own face. So in that, you should see the chieftain and all that. Because you see it at the end of AVP. That's the chieftain in his, the entire tribe. Well, and
1: you could say suspension of disbelief. He's in his private quarters mourning the death of his son. And he's leaving the rest of the... To okay. get home to... That's
0: perfectly fine. But then we see a series of aliens just getting attacked by the Pred-Alien. And we don't see that chieftain alien at all. Like The, the, that the chieftain predator. Or predator, yeah, at all. The only continuity we have from the first one is... The dead fucking predator that has the goddamn thing pop out of his chest. That's it. Um, But yeah, uh, as they're going through their day-to-day on the Predator ship, we then cut back to the Pred-Alien, and he's full fucking grown at this point. Yeah. It doesn't take fucking long for this Pred-Alien to fucking soup up to the size that he needs to. Um, And then he's just tearing through the fucking... He's he's a big boy. Right. And the character design, I'm not 100% sold on. I'm not a huge fan. You have mandible claws with the fucking big-ass fucking like, uh, mouth that opens up and becomes an extendable fucking stabber, but it's almost like it feels like an extended dick. Like it, Whenever you see these xenomorphs, it looks like a dick, but it, it extends so far and then stops. This uh-huh. one, and you see it later on whenever he's um, uh, impregnating uh, a few of the women, it looks like it goes in, and in, and in to the person's mouth. It doesn't mouth. stop. Yeah, it, it looks fucking weird. Um, so yeah, uh, Pred-Alien is full grown, it's doing its thing, fucking just going through the ship, and then it just starts tearing through motherfuckers left and right. To the point where, um, the one skinning the sh- uh, it literally, it's just a weird way that they set this up. The one skinning some random animal, he's halfway through it, the Pred-Alien comes up behind him, and you think that he's just gonna, you know, like, break his neck or stab him or just rip him apart but no it holds for a beat and then just stabs the fucker in the back of the head I'm like what were you waiting for?
1: him to turn around <laughs> but he never did him to go skin into
0: animals skin into oh my god what are you? <laughs> um, so it's tearing through shop and then we have another alien that hears all the commotion going or another predator hearing all the commotion going on he was running through corridors and shit Sees his friend being attacked, but doesn't see the Predator, Pred-Alien, and then switches to another view to see the Pred-Alien, it's, like, this big fucking, like, I would say 60% Alien, 40% Predator?
1: Yeah. Somewhere Thereabout. around
0: there. Um, It just... I'm not sold on. I, I don't know what it is. There's just something missing that just looks weird. Maybe... I don't know. When you combine two characters like that, like... The Predator is one of those things where it sounds good on paper, but when the actual execution happens, you're just like, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like, because it just doesn't look right. There's just something about it. It's not even just, like, the CGI is bad. It's just, it doesn't... Yeah. It, something's off. Um, so, the alien that went ran through the corridors is basically... Trying to fire at the uh, prey alien And as it does, it fires a hole through the ship. And then basically sends the uh, predator ship careening back towards Earth. Cut to a father and son hunting. And they're just enjoying their time. It looks like the son's about to shoot a buck. And then, boom, something breaks the sound barrier in the sky on Earth. And this uh, ship starts crashing and careening towards Earth in this uh, big foresty area. And the son and father see it. And they witness this giant predator ship just crashing into Earth. And as they're looking at it, just wondering what the fuck is going on. Because at this point, humans and uh, any sort of outer space alien type thing, not a thing. So it's a big fucking deal. So yep. we, and I uh, side note, I want to mention that the kid playing the sun in this little hunting expedition is the same kid that plays uh, Sean and Psych. Really? Yes. It's James Rode? Yeah. Or no, not, not the kid... Not the actual guy, but the kid that plays young Gus. Or young Sean. He plays young Sean. Yeah, in the episode openings, he plays young Sean. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, they're... uh... I didn't
1: notice that, and that seems like something I should have, (laughs)
0: because I fucking love Psych. Uh, So, yeah, the father and son are wondering what the fuck to do. They come up with the idea to basically run back to their truck and figure out... No, 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 no. It's... As they're looking at the crashed ship, they then hear something scurry in the woods. And then they hear several something scurry in the woods. Fucking phone. They're wondering what the fuck is going on. Their minds are blown. They hear something scurry. And then uh, as they're looking around to see what it is, they then see a facehugger on a rock that then jumps at the father. The father shoots it. It, it, He gets sprayed with the acid blood from the facehugger. It lands on his arm. And within seconds, his half of his arm just fucking falls to the ground. Yep, it's gone. Like, this whole sequence, it takes literally seconds for it to happen. In any other movie, it happens, but it takes a little fucking while. Yeah, stronger acid blood this time. (laughs) Right. Uh, So the kid's freaking the fuck out. He's wondering what the hell's going on. Then the father gets hit with another facehugger on his face. The kid's like, Dad, just freaking the fuck out. And as he's wondering what to do and how to take care of his dad, he's looking around and another facehugger comes crawling up a rock and then hits the kid. So we know right away, both of them, fucking dead. Yep. So, then it cuts to our main characters in this movie. The, uh, sheriff. And he's just sitting in a car, listening to the chit-chatter on the radio. And then he sees a bus pull up. And out of the bus comes our main lead. Um, and I should also mention, this stars, uh... Riku Aylesworth, Stephen Pasquale, uh... Shereka Epps, David Hornsby, John Lewis, John Ortiz, Sam Trammell, and David Patecol, and Liam James. And one thing you could say about any of the other Predator, Alien vs. Predator or Alien movies is that there's a series of heavy hitters in this movie, or in the movie. Right. But in this one, the only one I could think of is Rico hay Aylesworth, who was in 24 for a good while. That's it. Everyone else? Yeah, was. it seems like this was
1: a group of fairly and there's nothing. About, and
0: there's nothing against the actors. They, I think they do a decent job for what they're given. But there are moments in this movie I'm like, why are you here? Like, there's a... Like, uh, the Rico Ellsworth mo- uh, character, the mother and child character. Like, I'm just... there. There's nothing to the character other than the mother's been gone a long while and the daughter's a bit skittish around the mother. Yeah. That's it. And then there's an interaction between our main lead... What's his name? Dallas and Kelly, where it's like, are they former lovers? Like there's something going on here because they, they look at each other and it's almost like they seem like they've had a past because they're both from this town, but we never get any answers to that. It's just like, hey, I know you, hey, I know you. We should probably talk like about they it. They went to
1: they went to prom together or something. <laughs> back something in fucking high happened.
0: Because Dallas comes off this bus and the sheriff The sheriff, Sheriff Morales, uh, meets him off the bus, and they're talking. Now, we do get a little bit of backstory with these two, with Dallas and um, Morales. And it seems like they grew up together. They did some stupid shit together. But now, Morales is a sheriff, and Dallas was away for something. That's Uh, another thing. We get, like, half-fucking-information from everything in this movie. Yeah, Dallas was in prison for something. What that is, we get no indication what it was. We get nothing when it comes to like any sort of idea about why he was in prison. Was he in prison because he's a pedophile? Don't fucking know. We just know he was in prison. That's it. Because if he was a pedophile, I hope the fucking aliens do eat him alive. Uh, Right. But if he was getting into a bar fight to save uh, his woman's honor, whatever the fucking thing may be, uh, fine. But it would be understandable to at least give us a little bit of information. Other right. Other than just be like, he's a man from the other side of the tracks. Right. And his name is Dallas. Any Anybody named Dallas that comes from prison, not a good guy. Just if, not. If movies across
1: the board have taught us anything, anybody named after <laughs> any city in Texas <laughs> that's been in prison, probably not really that good of a guy. Right. You got Dallas's, you got Houston's, you got... uh <laughs> <laughs> Fresnos. I don't know.
0: You even have ones in there named Tex. Yeah, just Tex, <laughs> still not a good fucking guy. Yeah. Um. So uh, Dallas and Morales are talking back before forth. Da- Morales is wondering what Dallas is going to do, and Dallas is like, I don't know. And they have this weird back and forth where then Dallas is like, because he's sitting in the front of the squad car, and Dallas looks around the car and he's like, I'm used to sitting in the back. And I'm like, okay. And?
1: So he's wasn't in prison for one th- well, he might have been in prison for one thing, but he's constantly been in trouble.
0: Which, I don't understand the exchange of, I've been in a squad car before. For what? Wife beating? What does that mean? Uh, I would like to know if you're a scumbag or not. All I know at this point, you've been in prison. <laughs> uh, God, what m- brings them all out to the goddamn forest
1: they're looking for that boy and his father
0: yeah but why
1: because somebody filed a missing persons report did they yeah
0: because i know they're out there and then they find the truck out the the son and father's truck out there but i'm not i can't remember why they fucking are out there
1: yeah somebody well somebody calls the uh, dispatcher calls morales sheriff morales is like hey uh like, old man, old man one-arm and his son haven't been seen in a while. They were supposedly out hunting. Do you want to go check around? And he's like, yeah, sure. So then they go out and find the truck.
0: Mm. No, I'm pretty sure. I thought it was. Like, something happens where they're getting called out to the woods, and someone's like, such and such, and his son... Uh, hunt in the, those areas or something like that. It could have been. I don't know.
1: The flimsy pretext for them to find. Right.
0: So uh,
1: those two characters that have been face hugged
0: once. Once they hear about why they need to go to the woods, we then cut to the Predator planet, whatever that may fucking be, and we just see a Predator. This is an, the <laughs> all right. The first ten minutes and this little snippet right here, the most interesting things in this movie because we get more backstory about the Predator creature because we don't know much about it other right. than it's tribal and it has some sort of rite of passage about hunting humans that's all we fucking know well, hunting well. xenomorphs right uh well, uh, well you, you find out later in predators also hunting humans because they get uh, just a series of fucking well, different yeah. types of humans to hunt um we then get this one predator who's going to be our main predator throughout the they, entire movie
1: they hunt quote-unquote apex predators right
0: Um, so the Predator's doing his normal thing, he sees that the ship has crash landed on, uh, Earth, and it looks like he's getting some sort of, like, bounty for it, it doesn't really explain it, but it's interesting as fuck to see, um, because he's just lounging in a chair, which is just weird. Because we cut this planet, and we're just going through the corridors he's, of this planet. And he's, he's just sitting in a chair. He's wearing we see, a wife
1: beater, drinking a beer.
0: <laughs> all we see is like this armature arc across over above his chair and into his face. And we see some sort of like screen appear and shit. And he's just going through it and realizes, hey, I gotta do something. And then suits up and then fucks off to Earth. And then that's it. That's the most interesting thing about this movie. Because then we cut back to Earth, and it's the Kelly character who's come back from... Um, war, I guess. We don't. We know she's in the military. We know she's been at boot camp for at some point. Yeah. But we don't know if she's back from war, and why would the daughter be skittish of her? Did something happen? Like I, there's not. Like we get partial fucking information in this movie. Information that would later on be vital to care about these characters. Right. But then we never get the fucking answers. Like why is the daughter skittish of the mother? Granted, she's been gone for a while, but sometimes, and most times, kids are fucking happy to see their parents whenever they come home after a good long while. Yeah. But this daughter is fucking afraid of this th- mother, and I'm wondering why. And we never get a fucking answer. So, after that happens, we then cut to everybody searching through the woods, looking for the father and son. And as they're going through it, uh, the no, no, this is before. Uh. Because. Yeah, we get the Predator alien hitting Earth before everybody starts searching through the woods. Because then he finds the crashed ship and starts going through the ship and wondering what the fuck is going on. He then finds a second gun that he attaches to his shoulder. So he's got two, gu- uh, like plasma guns on his shoulders uh. to deal with the predator aliens because the predator aliens at this point, uh, the have fucked off and I'm missing huge swaths of this movie because after a Dallas and fucking Morales fucking talk, we then cut to another deputy talking to a homeless person in some sort of like, uh, I guess homeless person ravine meet out type thing because they're in the sewers and it's just, uh, um, that's how they get to the fucking woods. Because it's the homeless man and the deputy talking back and forth. And the deputy's like, he talks to the homeless guy. I can't remember the homeless guy's name. But he's like, you can't stay here. It's too dangerous. If uh, a wild animal comes through here and you get attacked, I can't do anything for you. Because you're out here in the middle Uh of the woods. And he's trying to corral this homeless person. He's like, hold on. Let me get my dog. And I think he names it like Dutch or something. Um, And so he's yelling for Dutch. And the dog comes trotting through. And the dog is carrying a severed arm. That's right. And that's why they go to the woods. And, uh, as they're, uh, talking about all that, we then cut back to the father and son and the father's chestburster has already bursted out and the son, or no, the father wakes up shortly before the son does. The son wakes up. He's like, dad, what's going on? And then the burster pops out of the father. And then as the kid's starting to freak out, it then bursts out of the kid. Right. And then that's where we get... Uh, our main aliens for the movie. And, uh, well, some of them. We'll later on get to where the rest of them are coming from because this town is crawling with motherfuckers. Yep. Um, and so as the uh, Predator aliens are running through the woods and shit, we then see the Predator crash into the woods, into, like, a big lake area. He comes out of it, goes through the ship. This is where he gets the second... The second gun. Plasma gun. He starts going through it. And then he finds some sort of chemical mixture and then he has magic go away spray where he literally anything that is fucking alien. He just puts this magic spray and it goes away. Yep. Away. That's it. It's literally just a spray away type thing where he sprinkles some of this on and everything goes away. He does it to the ship or no, the ship he makes, uh, he sets off a bomb and it implodes in on itself and then evaporates. With everything else, because he then finds the bodies of the father and son, he sprinkles some of this go-away juice, and they start disintegrating, and nothing happens. Whenever I, I understand that concept, but then later on, the deputy stumbles upon the predator, doing predator things, and then the predator kills him, and then skins him and hangs him up, and leaves him there for someone to find him. If he's looking to cover up shit, why leave a fucking dead body in the middle of the woods for people to be like, something's fucking going on. Because they even say at one point... It's hard to say. They even The sheriff and the medical examiner, after they find the uh, deputy, are like, who would do this to another person? Do you know the type of effort that would happen, that would be needed to try to skin a human being alive like this? And the Predator's trying to cover up and trying to make sure that everything is not found out about the aliens and all that shit, but yet he skins a human alive and leaves him there for someone to well, find Well, that's him. not
1: the alien doing it, though.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't want anybody the, to find that's the out only about thing what's going I can on.
1: Think of is
0: No, the only thing I can think of is that they wanted particular things to hit, uh, hit in this movie that have happened in other movies. So predator skinning a human, hanging him upside down and letting him drain. that's been in a movie in a few movies before. They wanted that thing to happen. Yeah. Same with um, like the predator impregnating someone. That's happened before. Same with their face huggers. They wanted certain the things The predator impregnating somebody or the alien impregna- impregnating someone. That's never happened before. I thought the mother did it once before. No. Like a queen or something. Nope. No? All right. Um, it's always been facehuggers. I just wonder. Maybe I'm thinking of the uh, the, the uh, xenomorph queen mother thing that only can reproduce once. That has the uterus instead of <laughs> the yeah. egg system. Uh, <laughs> that's from Alien Resurrection. Right. Uh, so yeah, uh, where are we? Uh, yeah, the team's looking through the forest, looking for the father and son. The Predator is d- doing his thing with the go-away juice. We then have cut to, uh, Dallas's brother. What is his name? Ricky. Ricky is at a pizza shop, uh, about ready to deliver some orders. And David Hornsby's character, I can't remember his name. Um, he walks up, the, or he's just there preparing the pizzas, putting them in the little uh, pizza-to-go bags, and or the little uh, insulated bags that they use for pizzas, pizza places. And he tells him the address, and Ricky recognizes the address. He's like, I can't go there. I just can't. And Ricky, or uh, David Hornsby's character, has something stupid, and something about, you know the reason why uh, uh, I, got, I gave you this job, and... Uh, Ricky's character is like, because you want to fuck the guidance counselor or some weird shit like that. Yeah. Um, Something an edgy teen would say. Right. And I'm just like, what does that have to do with anything? What? Like, there are moments in this movie where I'm like, who gives a shit? Let's move the fuck on. Um, so anyway, Ricky ends up delivering the pizzas and apparently the person he delivers it to is this woman that has a thing for Ricky, but is also dating this douchebag. Is the... Atypical fucking archetype of a douchebag call or high school jock character. Yeah. Um, so, oh, uh, what does the guy say for Ricky to say this damn dumbass line? I don't remember. He says something to Ricky, and then Ricky responds with, "Well, I guess that explains the meat lovers." Yeah, I don't remember. I, I I'm just like, w- what? Um, but the jock finds it as a goddamn slight and gets pissed off at him, and, uh... Well, yeah,
1: because he's calling him gay.
0: Yes. Um, that's the implication, is that Ricky is calling this jock character gay, and he does not like it because he's in front of his friends, and you can't call another man gay in front of your friends, Ryan. Yeah. Um, so Ricky's, uh, then, uh, finishing off the order where the girl gives him money, and they exchange everything. She flirts the fuck out of with fl- f- flirts with Ricky like no fucking other that's what I'm trying to say uh-huh. she literally wants to fuck Ricky why because there's they have certain archetypes throughout this movie but then they fucking try to toy with the archetypes but then never
1: like give you the payoff yeah for... they
0: never I, I whats the word on, they never uh, commit to the idea of the new type of archetype because Ricky is supposed to be this awkward teen. That has a thing for this girl, but he's not sure if the girl has a thing for him. And then he he later on, he does find out that she has a thing for him. And he's excited by, but he also has this like edginess to him. Where I'm just like, okay, that's not something you see in an awkward teen like character. That isn't sure if a particular girl likes him. Just like this goofy little uh, high school kid. But then he gets like beat up by the jock later on. I'm just like, well, why... And he just walks away from the fight. And I'm just like, why would you? Like, uh, later on we find out, as he's walking away from the house, uh, Ricky is uh, putting the money in his pocket from the order. And he's walking away. And then the jog and his two friends come up and just basically punch him in the fucking kidneys. Ricky goes down. His keys drop to the ground. And then the jog takes the keys and throws them into the drain. They go down into the water, into the sewer system. And then Ricky just looks at him, they exchange a few words, and then just walks the fuck away. I don't know why. Like, this movie has a bunch of, like, start and stops in it. Like, it starts to send you down a certain road, stops, and then just doesn't complete it. It's like, there's no reason whatsoever. So then we cut to, um... What is it we cut to after this? We cut to something else and it comes back to Ricky Krong through the window of his own home and his brother finds out.
1: Yeah, because he's going to get the bat or whatever to go back and...
0: Beat the shit out of the jock character. Uh, I don't know what what they cut back to. I think it's... I think it's Dallas and Morales at the coffee shop talking about the search that just happened. And one of the waitresses walks up to them, exchanges back and forth, and then... um, Morales, or she asked morales it's like oh you guys must have been out all night and morales is like no we got done around two in the morning we couldn't find anybody and apparently the deputy that got shot by the predator was her boyfriend or husband or whatever and she's like uh-huh. a few months pregnant and she's concerned for him at this point because she's like he never came home he always tells me what's going on i tried calling him and texting him a few times i never got anything from him i just figured you guys were still out there uh, what the fuck's going on? And Morales is trying to console her and basically be like, look, uh, clearly he, something happened where he lost his phone or he's just lost in the woods or something. I'll go out and look for him. Right. And then that's when the sheriff finds his, um, skinned body hanging from the fucking, a uh, tree. Right. Um, we then come back to Dallas and Ricky in their exchange inside their house. And then we cut back to the sheriff and, uh, Morales discussing about who would fucking skin another person like this so it, like I said earlier like if the predator's trying to cover up shit he's not doing a very good job of it right um we then cut back to a group of homeless people just hanging out in like the sewer system like this is where they live and hang out and uh, meet up at the end of the day as they're trying to fucking panhandle and shit um cause they're all uh, congregating in this like reservoir that's in the middle of the sewer system that's in the middle of town I guess um, and as they're hanging out then they hear something and then they just start getting taken out by aliens left, right, and center and the predator's there and he sees a, a homeless woman um, among all the other homeless people and he grabs her and we don't see what he does We're, like there are several times where the predator will uh, approach a female character we see it grab a woman we see her scream and then we don't know what the fuck it's doing we assume he's killing her Right. But we later on find out he's literally sending his mouth dick down her throat and just pumping her full of fucking predator babies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, take it. Take it. <laughs> right. Take it, you bitch. Um, Swallow my load. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> oh, God, what is it? I think the as all this happening, the predator then walks through the reservoir system and it's setting up traps as it's going through the uh, yeah. sewer system. Oh, just basically searching for the Xenomorphs. And as that's happening, he then gets attacked by Xenomorphs left right, left, right, and center. And as he's about to deal with all of them, the Predator pops up out of nowhere, which is a pretty decent-sized motherfucker. Why you wouldn't fucking notice that...
1: Something that size coming at you. Right.
0: um, Pops up out of the water. Uh, I think it, like, pushes the Predator instead of just, like, stabbing it with its tail because this Predator alien has a tail like a xenomorph. So it can oh. stab through fuckers. But instead it just pushes the predator out of the way and they all fucking scurry off. And there are, no, they don't scurry off. They then burst through one of the manhole covers in the city and then just scurry off into the night. And this is where we get... Into the, the town at large. This is where we get the crux of our entire fucking movie where this, the xenomorph and predator aliens are just ripping through this town and the predator is trying to deal with them and all that so the Predator bursts through a manhole, realizes he's in the middle of a village, and cloaks himself, and then starts tracking the xenomorphs. And they, uh... What happened? Oh, we cut back to the mother, daughter, and husband characters. And, uh... Or at least the daughter character. She's laying in bed, and the mother had handed the daughter uh, a pair of bina- or, like, night vision goggles. Oh. Uh. And... Uh, the daughter, and they even do this weird fucking, which is interesting a little bit, um, where it looks like something's under the covers with the little girl. And as it's, it's snaking its way up. With a hand comes out of the covers and grabs the night vision goggles. Um, she's using them. She looks out her bedroom window, sees a xenomorph running through the woods, screams, freaks the fuck out. Uh, Kelly, the one that's in the military, and her husband come running through the room, asking her what's wrong. And she's like, I saw something in the... Uh, window I'm scared yada yada normal things that kids do
1: uh-huh.
0: uh and as Kelly's dealing with the daughter dad goes over the window and he's like I don't see anything You're, it must have been just your imagination and as he finishes that sentence bam motherfucker jumps through the goddamn window and attacks the dad and just rips him apart um and uh the daughter and mother then run out of the fucking house they're like bye and they don't even give a shit about the dad cause clearly the mother's like can't do anything for him anyway <laughs> yeah. Uh, we then cut to, because uh, before night fell, we saw Ricky talking to the uh, girlfriend of the jock guy, the, the girl that likes Ricky yeah. a lot. And she's like, hey, why don't you meet me at the uh, school swimming pool? Yeah. We'll hang out and we'll talk about everything and all that. And he agrees, they end up going, and as... Things are progressing in this swimming pool area. Uh, She takes off all her clothes. She she clearly wants Ricky to fuck the shit out of her next to a pool for whatever reason. Um, It just doesn't seem comfortable. Like, I've never been at a pool and been like, this is where I'm going to fuck. This is it. Fair enough. Because the ground is so fucking comfortable around the pool. It's all kinds of spiky, Ryan. And it feels great. I think it
1: was more uh, fucking in the pool.
0: Pool sex, also for. not fucking enjoyable, Ryan. Yeah, not... Water, not a very good lubricant. No. <laughs> um, so as she's getting undressed, then a car approaches the main entrance of the... But
1: they're dumb high school kids, <laughs> so they wouldn't know that, Greg. right? Right.
0: Uh, a car approaches the main entrance of the uh, school pool-, pool area. The lights are beaming through the main entrance. They're wondering who the fuck it is. And then in walks the... Jock and his two friends, and they're doing Jock things. He's like, oh, I remember, Ricky? I talked to slut. Everything she knows. Okay? Yeah. And? Like, she doesn't even react to his line. She's like, oh, this is clearly how he talks, because he's the dumb Jock that treats women poorly. Um, and as they're fighting, uh, they tussle into the pool. They're all struggling. Ricky's trying to def- uh, beat off three guys. And as that's happening... He's trying to beat off three guys. He's trying to defend himself against three guys. This is,
1: this is a different movie than <laughs> I watched, Greg. Yeah.
0: She's half naked. Ricky's like, look, I don't want to fight. I want to fuck her. I'll service you guys, and then we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as uh, Ricky and the three dogs are tussling in the pool, they then all hear a big-ass splash in the pool and wonder what the fuck just happened. Because it wasn't fucking what's-her-name, the blonde because she's still outside the pool yelling at all, all of us. They then realize something's in the water with them. They all start running out of the pool. Uh, one of the xenomorphs then drags one of the uh, jock's jock friends, friends out of the pool. They see that something, they don't know what the fuck it is, had grabbed this person, killed him, and they're all fucking running out of the place trying to get the fuck out of there. Um, as they're trying to escape, the blonde, the one jock, and Ricky all end up out of it, but the jock's second friend is about to exit the building with him but then gets nabbed by uh, Xenomorph and then just doesn't make him. Uh, as they're running away, we then see the, that same Xenomorph that grabbed the fence dragging him through the hallways of this pool area and as he's laying beside the pool, which doesn't make sense, as he's laying beside the pool with the dead body he's looking at the body and then just repeatedly stabbing it with its mouth uh, extender penis thing. <laughs> Uh, Just repeatedly stabbing the fucking thing. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Usually it's just a means to an end to fucking kill someone.
1: Because aliens don't like bullies either.
0: (laughs) He's just repeatedly just hovering over the thing. See what you get for being a bully? As he's doing that, then a big old spear comes through the Xenomorph's head. And it's the predator that's been hunting them. Stabs the Xenomorph, it falls in the pool, and then the predator's magic away juice comes into effect he then pours some into the pool and everything uh, in the water and the water itself just start bubbling and by the time we see it again the water and everything in it is gone um, we then cut back to uh, uh, it's, uh, it's in the diner the uh, waitress of the uh, the waitress wife of the deputy that ends up getting skinned is cleaning up with one of the head chefs and she knows at this point that her husband has passed away or been murdered, at least. And the chef is trying to console her, and he's like, look, if you need to stay somewhere, uh, he mentions his wife's name, and myself are more than willing to uh, house you for a few nights but, if yeah. you need. And she's like, no, and she mentions her friend's name. Like, like I said, we're going through the broad strokes of this movie because this movie is fucking boring and shit. Um, and as the uh, exchange finishes between them two, she walks out, she then hears a commotion in the kitchen, And here's uh, the head chef, like, uh, choking or gagging or something. Something's going on where it doesn't sound like he's in the right state of mind. She walks through, and she sees her friend just, his chest is ripped open and shit, and doesn't know what the fuck is going on. And she sees the Pred alien standing there. And she's a few months pregnant, so she's freaking out. And we see the Pred alien grab her, look down at her, and then it just cuts away as she's screaming. Um, We don't know what the fuck happened, what's going on, any of that. So then we cut to the Predator outside a power plant uh, tracking a bunch of Xenomorphs. And as it's trying to shoot a bunch of Xenomorphs, uh, it then uh, takes out the entire power grid for the entire town. So everything's knocked the fuck out. There's no power for anything except for backup generators where they are, like the hospital, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, The uh, Predator alien... Do they cut back? No, they cut back to the Sheriff... And Dallas, who are now with each other trying to figure out what the fuck is going on because all the power out of and and everything is just gone. Um, And then Ricky and the jock and the blonde run up to Dallas and Morales, and they're like, hey, something's in the school swimming pool. We don't know what the fuck it is, but we got the fuck out of there. It got two of his friends, and we don't know what the fuck it is. They tell uh, Dallas and Morales, and they uh, end up going to the school, and this is where we find out that the the Magic Away juice that the predator has takes away the swimming pool and the predator that's in it and all that and i forget how this scene ends because as i was starting to talk about it i was like well how does it end i i, I want to say that they're chased by xenomorphs by the end of it but i can't I think so. remember
1: because i mean that's like 90 percent of the movie is
0: just oh that's right it's not just dallas and morales it's everybody it's ricky the jock um the blonde um all of them all investigating the swimming pool for the school and so they're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on because before they were just here about 10 minutes ago water's there they then realize and there there are a few bodies there as well just the carved fuck up they then realize oh we need weapons and for some reason they end up going to the um only store that has guns and ammo but how the fuck do they get in I think the blonde works there or something. Maybe. One of them has a key for the place. I'm not sure why. I honestly can't remember. Yeah, it doesn't say in this description why they... Or how they end up getting in.
1: I mean, I would even go as far as to say that, like... It could be, okay, well, Dallas does criminal things. Because he's a bad guy
0: quote-unquote, in jail and stuff. So. Maybe, yeah. We have he, he breaks in. It's quite possible. Um, but as they're going to the guns and ammo place, they then come across Molly and... Uh, uh, it? Yeah, Mo- Molly's the little girl, Molly and Kelly. And they're scared out of their mind. They don't know what the fuck is going on. They know that uh, the husband-slash-father has been killed and all that. But they don't know what the fuck killed him. Um, so they end up going with the group. The group starts grabbing guns and ammo, and as it happens, like, two random characters come out of nowhere. It's like, look, we don't know what the fuck's going on. Don't shoot us, don't kill us. The power's out, we have no idea why. Uh, And the sheriff is like, look, we need weapons and shit. Uh, You guys come with us. And uh, they're like, fine. And as all that's happening, this is basically a cool-down period before things start ramping up again. Where you think you're gonna get fucking character insight, but you don't then get the exchange I mentioned earlier, where it's just Kelly and Dallas sharing looks at one another, Dallas being nice to Kelly, because for whatever reason he feels like being nice to her, and that's it, they share a look where it looks like maybe there's a past to it, but we don't fucking know, we get no indication of what happened between them two, nothing, so as that's happening, Dallas walks away from Kelly, as she's uh, dealing with her daughter, he then gets hooked by the throat I think it's a similar scene as whenever an AVP where someone's walking by and uh they get noosed cause as he's walking through the uh like aisle of this gun place he then gets grabbed and you see him get hoisted up in the air um and Kelly's like Dallas are you okay and she starts walking towards where he just was and sees the gun on the floor or the shotgun or something and he's hanging from the ceiling by his ankle, and uh, Dallas is yelling, it's a trap, it's a trap, he uh, asks Kelly to throw the gun at him, towards him, uh, he, she throws it, he shoots the goddamn thing that's hoisting him up in the air, right as the Predator sees an alien behind Kelly, and then shoots the Predator behind Kelly, and all that, and then all hell breaks loose, as a bunch of aliens start attacking the group, and the Predator starts systematically taking out several of them and this is where we lose a bunch of characters the two guys we just met as they entered the guns and ammo place they get taken out by xenomorph blood um and as uh the jock the jock is just a big giant bitch at this point he's like no we should just leave town right away fuck everybody else we should leave right now and everybody's trying to convince him no we need to help people we need to get the fuck out of here all uh, the right way so he grabs his truck's keys and runs the fuck out, doesn't give a shit, and as he's running out, he then gets cornered by a xenomorph, the predator sees it, shoots the xenomorph, and then a bunch of acid sprays on the guy's face, and we just see his face just basically disintegrate yep. in on him. Uh, the rest of the group are basically running out of the place. just To so the Humvee? The, yes, the little Humvee. Is it the Humvee? I think, they're,
1: I think that Kelly had the Humvee. And they, they also have the...
0: I thought it was just a vehicle, and then they realize I mean, the National be. Guard is here. I thought it was just like it a sheriff's truck or something like that. And then they hear that the National Guard is here, they go to where the National Guard is, and the National Guard gets wiped the fuck out by the xenomorphs. And then they take this big... It's almost like a Humvee, but it's, all, it's not quite a Humvee, because the inside of it is very fucking tight. But it's not tight in the sense of our, everybody's pointed towards the front windshield of the vehicle. It's like it's a APC. Troop- yeah, it's like a troop carrier of some sort, where everyone's seated towards each other. Um, and then as everything's going down, as the running, I can't remember. I think we cut to the hospital at this point.
1: Yeah, this is our first time in the hospital, Um
0: Where we see a bunch of mothers about to pop at this point to have their own fucking kids and everything, and uh, everything's out except for just the ne- necessities, like emergency lights and uh, like uh, baby monitoring equipment that's strapped to the mothers, along with a bunch of other implements to keep an eye on everybody uh, that's about ready to have a kid, along with all the kids, everybody's screaming. Um, and uh, one of the mothers is like, I think I'm going to have a kid now because I think... My water just broke, and the nurse is like, all right, I'll go get the doctor. As she walks out, the predator alien grabs her, kills her, and then we see the predator alien, for whatever reason... This is a movie of, like of where you're watching, and it's like, okay? Because it's happened time, again, time and time again, where you're just like, I guess we're going to do that. Uh, the predator alien walks into the room where the mother is, and then just walks up to the curtain, and all you see is his face... And then he just continues to walk through it, and they show it. It's like a goddamn dog not knowing how to fucking manage a curtain at all. It's just pressed against his face, sliding against its own face. It looks fucking ridiculous. Most of the time, what you would have is the creature walk up to it, maybe press its face a little bit into it, and then rip it the fuck down. But this one doesn't have time for that, and just walks right through it, and it reveals itself And it's a predator alien. And this is where we get the reveal of the predator alien basically mouth-fucking these people. Yep. It's even more sinister than, say, a face-hugger. Because with a face-hugger, you don't really see it. Yeah, this this
1: you actually see, like, the eggs pulsing. Yeah,
0: it goes through the person and everything. That's just fucking gross. Um, so he's pumping this one woman, and the other women that are in the room with her are also pregnant. They're freaking the fuck out. Um... We then cut to the group finding out about the National Guard. They then go to the National Guard, where the National Guard was. They see that the team was taken out. They take the APC, and uh, they end up getting a hold of someone in charge. Because the sheriff is like, yada, yada, this is Sheriff Morales, blah, blah, blah. Uh, is anybody there? And this general guy gets on the horn with them. He's like, yeah, this is us. And the sheriff explains what's going on. Uh, the general knows he has an EVAC team on his way, go to the center go to the of center town. town. Um, so they all end up going to the center of town, and as they do, Kelly's like, something doesn't feel right. Why would we go to the center of town for EVAC? That doesn't make any sense. Where the center of town is, it's probably where most of those things fucking are. And this is where we get Sheriff Morales, he's like, look, they told us to go to the center of town, let's go to the center of town. And we get Dallas, Ricky, and Kelly, and Kelly Molly. being the...
1: The person in the military, like, hold on a minute, because they don't always tell you the fucking truth.
0: This is also the thing where it's a running motif in many of these alien and AVP movies where listen to the fucking woman, because she knows what she's talking about, because Kelly's like, look, something doesn't feel right. Um, So at this point, another truck rolls up behind the APC. We see it's another group of survivors wondering what the fuck is going on. The sheriff's like, look, I just got a hold of a general... Uh, a part of the army, he told us to go to the center of town. That's where the evac is going to be. So let's all go to the center of town. The group of in the, the group of people in the second truck are like, all right, let's go. And then Dallas, uh, Ricky, the blonde girl, uh, Kelly and Molly are all like, no, 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 we, we think that there's a helicopter at the hospital. And the sheriff's like, you don't know if it's still there. They probably used it to evac a bunch of people. And Ricky's like, we have to take that chance because she's saying it doesn't feel right to go to the center of town. And right now, she's here and the general's not. So we're going to believe this woman. Right. Because she knows what the fuck she's talking about. And she can uh, fly a helicopter and all that. Um, And the sheriff's like, look, I hope you're wrong, but I'm going to the the center of town because that's where I think we need to go. I'm not going to force you to fucking follow me because you're on... Your your own person, all that type shit. Yeah. Um. So they separate, but as they do, Ricky's old boss is like, "I'm going with you guys, uh, with uh, Ricky, uh, Dallas, and Kelly, and all them." Um. Uh, so he jumps in the APC with everybody, and as they're heading towards the uh, hospital, Dallas hands them all fucking like uh, uh, flak jackets, uh, just protective vests. Uh, does it cut to? I think it cuts to something else, but I can't be for certain. I think it cuts to the predator, uh, like, skulking through the hospital... Trying to hunt several of these things down. Yeah, it could be. Because uh, as that happens, they then cut to the Dallas and his group... Uh, outside the hospital, saying, look... Uh, we need to get through this hospital quickly... Because something's clearly going on. They see just, like, pandemonium running all over the place in this hospital. Um, so as they're going through the hospital... They then see just the normal, uh, like, xenomorph. Like, you always see in any sort of movie dealing with the xenomorphs where it's got all the uh, architecture just apparently just plastered all over the fucking place. Yeah. Um, and they're like, uh, we need to get the fuck out of here quickly, so let's get moving. And as they do, they then stumble across... I think they stumble across the pregnant women because uh, the blonde woman then freaks out and starts running through the halls. And at the same moment, they're... Finding the uh uh the women with the predator babies in them, and because they actually see one of the women like freaking the fuck out, saying "Help me, help me!" and like a group, a litter, of fucking aliens burst out of her fucking pregnant stomach, and that's why the woman, the blonde girl of Ricky, takes off running. Takes off running, and but at the same time, we then cut to the Predator, and he's dealing with several fucking Xenomorphs, and he's just taking out motherfuckers left and right, and as he does, he takes out this, like, boomerang shuriken-type thing, starts throwing it and tossing it all over the place, he then throws it one final time, and as the blonde girl, and this is the fucking sweetest thing in this movie, the blonde girl runs past the hallway where he's at, and he just threw the shuriken, and as as she runs to the hallway, the shuriken then connects with her, and then lifts her up, and pins her to the fucking ceiling. Yep. It is fucking so cool to see, but that's it. Because then Ricky freaks the fuck out. He's like, no! And then just starts unloading a weapon on... I was gonna have sex with that! Right. Uh, starts unloading on the Predator. And as the pre- as he's doing that, the Predator's slowly backing up, backing up, backing up. And then a xenomorph comes and just crashes through the elevator behind the Predator. And they both go tumbling down as Ricky's just unloading his clip on the, the, the pair... Falling down the shaft of the elevator. Um, he unloads the clip. Uh, as the scuffle was happening, I should also mention. As the scuffle was happening, one of the guns of the Predator falls off of him. And they then see the gun there on the ground. Uh, they then see the Predator gun there on the ground as Ricky gets done unloading his gun. Uh, and as he sees it, he looks at the group as they're coming towards him. and it's like, Ricky, are you Okay. And then the Predator alien stabs Ricky right through the fucking shoulder... And hoists him in the ground... Similar to his girlfriend... Um... So he's writhing in pain... Uh... Dallas shoots at the Predator alien... It fucking runs off... They're all fucking freaking out... Because Ricky's been stabbed through the goddamn shoulder... They try to help him... They then realize we're close to the goddamn... Uh... Roof of the hospital... As that all is happening... We then see the Predator and the... A uh, bunch of aliens up on the ceiling... A bra on the roof... On the ceiling... On the roof, fighting and shit. Are they? No, no. We don't cut to that. We then cut to them bursting through the uh, roof access door. Like uh, Ricky and Dallas and all them bursting through the roof access door, trying to take out Xenomorphs left, and right, and center. Because then, as they're doing all that, Rick, they're pinned in this like caged hallway thing, going towards the landing platform for the helicopter. We then see uh, Ricky or uh, Dallas trying to use the predator gun. And he's like, I don't know how to fucking use this thing. And then he realizes it's charging up. And as it finally charges up, he then blasts a hole through the cage thing that they're in and they all escape towards the helicopter. But as they do right at the last second, boom, outbursts the predator alien and cuts them all off from Dallas. And Dallas is trying to deal with all that. And then boom, out comes the predator. And this is where we get a decent scene between, um, Oh, no, Dallas gets pushed against the wall, and it looks like he's about to be taken out by an alien. The gun charges up again, he fires at the alien, and then runs off, and you think that he uh, got hurt in some manner. Uh Uh-huh. We don't see him, we don't see his body die or anything, we just don't see Dallas for a few minutes. And as... Kelly and Ricky and her daughter Molly all end up getting secured in the helicopter. The helicopter starts charging, whirling up and everything. And Kelly's like, we need to go. Ricky's like, no, just give him a few more minutes. He will be here. Um, and as that happens, we then get uh, a fight scene between the Predator and the Pred-Alien. And it's just, there's nothing interesting about this fucking fight. It, no, not really. It does nothing. It goes nowhere. It just It's just a back and forth where they both end up taking each other out. And that's it. Um, and at the last second as a bunch of predator or aliens are uh, coming towards the helicopter, attacking the helicopter, they take out a few, and as it's about to attack Ricky, boom, out comes Dallas, kills the predator or the alien that's about to attack Ricky. Dallas gets in the helicopter, the helicopter lifts off. We then see the sheriff and basically the rest of the fucking town in the center of town dealing with a bunch of xenomorphs as they charges through the group of uh survivors. And the sheriff contacts the general, and he's like, General, how much longer, how much longer? We're getting overrun. And the general's like, just another minute. And we see, like, a little icon of a ship of some sort or something going towards the town, and it's a nuke. And basically, the general, whoever this guy is, takes out this entire town because that's the helicopters going off into the sunset. We then see a missile hit the group, and boom, explodes and just basically knocks out. Uh, the helicopter from the sky... as the entire town gets obliterated... and everybody in it... Um, and as that happens we then... everything... it cuts to black... as the helicopter crashes... and greens into the ground... It cuts to black... we then cut to... Uh, Ricky, Kelly, Molly, and Dallas... all trying to fucking... manage getting out of the helicopter and shit... Ricky's still nursing his fucking... stab wound from the Pred Alien... Um, they then... they get this eerie feeling... and Dallas and Molly... or Kelly... Uh, raise their weapons into the forest, not knowing what the fuck's going on. They hear something, they just don't know what it is. And then a group of mercenaries or uh, marines or something come popping. We don't know soldiers of so, some variety. So, yeah, come popping up out of the forest and like lower your weapons, and they do this normal like you're surrounded type shit. And they toss the weapons to the ground. They have a back and forth between the marines and the la- the last four survivors. And I'm like, at this point, you're dead. Like, they just killed a town of hundreds. You're not going to survive this. It may feel like that by the end of the movie, but we've seen this type of movie before. They're going to kill the remaining survivors, especially the ones that they have surrounded. Uh, And then the little button to the scene, as uh, because Dallas, as they're uh, lifting off from the hospital, Dallas is like, don't crash. And then they end up crashing because of the explosion. He then looks at Kelly. He's like, I thought I told you not to crash. Oh, the witty banter, Ryan. The witty banter. Yep. Um, and uh, as it fades to black, we then quickly cut to the general that was just on the horn with the sheriff. He's carrying some sort of case. We don't know what it is. He then enters into a conference room, lays a suitcase on the uh, table, opens it, and it's the gun, the predator gun that well, Dallas had before. And he's like, what do you want us to do with it? Miss Utani, Like it's supposed to be some fucking huge revelation that the other half of Waylon Utani is a fucking woman and her name is Miss Yutani. Um, and she's like, yeah, these weapons are not meant for our planet or something like that. And then he says something, yeah, our planet, like they're going to go to the predator planet or some sort right. of shit. And then that's the movie. And the reason you're getting a fucking like short version of this goddamn movie is because it's so Fucking bad. boring. Like, I, I told you this before we started recording. I was like, I watched it the other day because I couldn't fucking remember how this movie opened. But then I realized after like the first like 10 minutes, this movie's going to sit in my HBO Max queue saying, hey, you haven't finished this movie yet. So I just finished the movie. So I wouldn't have to fucking think about this movie ever fucking again. This movie is so fucking bad. The Rotten Tomatoes score on this movie was it got a 12% critic score and a 30% audience score. That's how bad this fucking movie is. 30% uh,
1: seems really fucking high.
0: I think it's just people really enjoying seeing predators and aliens go Could at be, one another. Yeah. Uh, the budget was $40 million. Just randomly guess. Pick a number out of the sky, Ryan. How much does this movie make domestic opening?
1: $20.
0: Half, slash that in half. It made $10 million domestic opening.
1: I was going to say twelve, and I was like, no, that's way too low.
0: But... The international opening, and I don't fucking know why, made $88.5 million. This movie was huge overseas. Altogether, it made like $130 All uh, altogether. This movie, it does nothing character-wise. Like, you think you're going to get some sort of like character development, like between Kelly and Dallas, or just Dallas and Morales, or just Dallas's backstory, why he was in prison, because I don't want to root for a guy that fucking... Right. Beat his wife or something. Piece of shit. All we know is that he was in prison. We don't know why. We don't know for how long. We just know he was in prison at some point. I would just have enjoyed just some sort of character development of any kind. Even if it was just little bits. But all we got was like the start of it and then it was just stopped. Yeah. So you basically just edged someone the entire time and then did nothing to complete the fucking thing. Yep. That's it. Um... Out of the two Predator... Or the Aliens vs. Predator movies, yeah. I will never watch this movie again. Unless I need to talk about it for something. Yeah. That's it.
1: It's it's really low on my list of movies to ever watch again.
0: Before we uh, did this podcast, I had never seen this movie. I knew of it. and I really? knew people did not like this movie. But then I had never seen it. Just no interest whatsoever. Then I watched AVP and I was like, oh, whatever. I'll watch the second one. And I fucking hated this movie so goddamn much. Um, I... I don't know if they'll ever make another AVP movie. I I kind of hope they do. I think this is an idea that could have legs if it's done right. I like the idea of predators and aliens going against one another. Just that aspect. Maybe if we introduce a third fucking element into the right um, ethos of these two. I don't know. But I like the idea of a predator and an alien fighting back and forth. Um but other than that, that's pretty much the uh, episode for this week. I also want to mention we're not this type of podcast, and I fucking wanted to mention this at the beginning, but we didn't, and I completely forgot. Um, on Saturday, we ended this four-year fucking nightmare of of this fucking fascist state the uh, United States has been under for the past fucking four years. On Saturday, the world gave a big, giant middle finger to goddamn Donald Trump and his goddamn fucking Well, the United States,
1: not the world. No, the world. Did well, you see? Well, the world can't vote in the election. I mean, everybody gave him a middle finger, but <laughs> it was the American people that started it.
0: Right. Uh, but the American people gave a giant middle finger, and the world assisted um, to Donald Trump and his administration, because Joe Biden is now president now. He's not... President-elect. President-elect, yes. That's something they tend to hone in on um he'll be president january 20th yes um but we constantly are getting new news articles of the trump administration starting lawsuits and then getting smacked down by a judge saying do you have proof and the lawyer for the trump administration is like no and the judge is like then what's your fucking problem uh, wait we need proof <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it it was fucking amazing just to see all the videos and everything. Like Sarah had taken a nap because she was still dealing with uh, she had like uh, tooth extraction the other night, and uh, she was still dealing with the pain of that. So she took a nap, and she's like, "If anything happens," because election was Tuesday, and results were trickling in throughout the rest of the week. Because and they told us weeks before election day, like this is not going to be like any other election day. It's going to take a
1: long time because, because of all the
0: mail in ballots and everything, which is perfectly fucking legal. Um, they said, all, all that's going to happen real slowly. And by the end of Tuesday night, I was not fucking confident that Joe Biden was going to get it. By the end of Tuesday night, I was like, we're fucked. Sarah and I both were looking into countries to move to, like legitimately move to, uh, within the next year or two. Like New Zealand was on the top of our fucking list because we were thinking about countries where we would be somewhat safe. And when Jacinda Arden, fucking amazing leader, and like nothing, no, no, no like uh, venomous creatures or anything like that are on that, no. in that country. So I was like, we're going to fucking New Zealand, um, and we started looking into it. What we all needed to do, and then by Saturday, Sarah was like, if anything happens, wake me up, and then, and then uh, it was announced that Joe Biden is the president elect, and. I woke Sarah up, I was like, he fucking did it, Sarah, it's fucking over, and we just had a good time, it was just a wave of emotions of, like, laughter, crying, fucking exhaustion, just... Fucking happy that it's goddamn over. And that's the way it was for fucking everybody. In huge fucking cities New York, LA, Chicago, fucking everywhere that was DC. DC. Any person that was pro fucking Biden came out and so just start honking their horns, cheering. It was literally, and I've seen this comparison online several fucking times, it was like the end of fucking Return of the Jedi. After the, Death Star, uh, after the second Death Star explodes, where everybody's fucking cheering and having a good fucking time, all the music and everything is playing, everybody's dancing around, you have nubbing, and it's just a fucking amazing thing to see. We even had people in London and Paris setting up fireworks in London, they had the goddamn horn fucking just blaring, congratulating America on getting this fucking piece of shit out of office. And he's fucking trying to keep his fucking power so fucking hard. I'm like, the only thing that's, uh, I guess, not making it happen, is the idea of the margins between him and uh, Biden are like uh, by Saturday there were slim margins in Philadelphia and Georgia. Today there's like tens of thousands fucking margin. I think in uh, Pennsylvania alone, I think it's like ten to twelve thousand uh, vote difference. Yeah. Um, and at one point, it was, like, 700 and right, votes. Right, it was uh, similar to what happened in 2000 with Florida. And yeah. now, it's, like, thousands of fucking votes. Um. In Georgia alone, it's, like, 45,000 votes between the two. So, there's no way in hell we're having a fucking thing like uh 2000. Uh. At this point, it's just a matter of time before his people and him fucking accept. He's fucking gone, one way or the other. Well, apparently,
1: I mean, I've just been reading news stories. Um but like pence's people have basically told him to back off to keep his options open for
0: 2024 20, of course yeah he's already made claims that fun i'm not like elect- this time uh, i've got 2024 and i'm like well no not not trump like mike pence is no i know like but trump is also from, trump well, and yeah, his people sure. have also made claims like i've still got 2024 if you if i'm out i'm like yeah, god he's fucking right but in those 4 years He's not going to be the president anymore. He's just going to be a regular citizen. He's already got a bunch of fucking uh, legal actions against him. And it's not like being sued. He's got criminal fucking actions pending against him. Yep. So he becomes a private citizen again. Guess fucking what? Within those four years, I almost bet he's not going to be able to fucking apply and run to be president again. I'd almost bet one of his kids are probably going to run for being president. And if I had my guess, it's probably going to be Ivanka that... Uh, ends up running because they're going to be like, look, she's a woman. You want a woman? Because we then, with Joe Biden's nomination, we got Kamala Harris, the first black, the first Asian uh, American, the first woman vice president. So there's a lot yep. of fucking boxes being chucked off with this woman and it's fucking amazing to see. So I just want to say, thank fucking Christ, this past four years have been fucking miserable as fuck. Just talking to these goddamn people has been in fucking sane because the... Uh, the And you've gotten in arguments as well. The the level of fucking just uh, excuses that they'll fucking start slinging for this man. For a man that is literally a one percenter who gives little to no shits about you, but you will defend him with every fucking dying breath within your body. It makes no sense why these people continue to defend him. And I really, I fucking enjoyed watching not only Joe Biden win, but all the signs for Trump slowly starting to disappear. Like, you started seeing them disappear and uh, end up outside of people's trash cans and shit. I'm just like, that is fucking amazing. Because if he would have won, you would have seen a fucking explosion of just shit happen all over. Uh, especially in our neck of the woods, because we live in a rural area. Yep. Um, and there were just fucking signs and flags and shit all over the fucking place. Even at the end of the one road that we usually take, there was a goddamn kiosk for uh, just Trump, uh, I guess, memorabilia. With yep. like, flags and shirts and shit. So that's all I wanted to say at the end of this episode. It was fucking amazing to see. It's amazing to see. Because in uh, 2008, uh, I was going to say 2008, in 2008, uh, we got the witness history with Obama being elected. And that was fucking amazing. And then this time around, and Joe knows this. He's fucking like, like in his speech, I don't know if you watched any of the speech, he was uh, congratulating uh, Kamala being the first woman VP and all that. I'm like, that's the main thing out of all this. It's like, I'm not a huge fan of either candidate, but it's amazing. Out of all the other vice presidents, they've all been white old men. Yep. This time, it's a middle-aged black woman, or black and Indian woman, in the vice presidency. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is history in the making. Like, multiple versions of the history. Like, she's the first black woman, first Indian woman, all that. So, it's just... It's not like 2016. 2016 was such... I was at work whenever the fucking uh, news came in. It was fucking miserable, because a bunch of the people there are Trump supporters... I got into it with one of the guys there. Um, but it was just miserable being there because I was, at A, at work, So I worked a midnight shift, um, and, B, they wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. Um, but that night and the years to follow were just the worst fucking time in my life, and for several people, including goddamn fucking dreamers, people at the border, goddamn anybody with a pre-existing condition because they tried to fucking knock that out of the goddamn water yeah. every chance they fucking got. Um, it's just amazing to see, and I'm really excited to see you. Now, as... After it happened, I've already had my first, uh... Well, to
1: steal what you fucking libtard snowflakes always used to say. Not my president. <laughs> and then I... Went, well, to, to steal what you guys said then. Yeah, yeah he is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um... It's just, it's been amazing to see just the, uh, and like I said, what I was about to say is, like, Joe Biden isn't my first choice, but he's a much better choice than, say, Donald Trump. It's yeah. like 2016 again. Hillary wasn't my first choice, but it's a lot better than Donald Trump. Um, and I think Joe Biden is much more progressive today than he was in Obama's administration. Because yeah. he's already made, he he's... He's not for Medicare for All, but he's more in for uh, a one-payer system, if you will. Where you choose your own uh, health care if you want, but it's not the Medicare for All, like Bernie was saying. So it's a step in the right direction, it's just not the full step in the right direction. Um, and I think once Biden is elected to office, we need to hold him to it. Because the first 100 days of any administration is when you get the most work done. Because any time after that, you're either defending what you did in the first 100 days or you're campaigning to raise funds for your next fucking term or just litigating whatever disaster or whatever new thing may come up. So your first 100 days are the most important days of your administration, at least for your first term. So we need to hold his feet to the fire. We need reform. When it comes to fucking, uh, the justice system. We need to have a clear plan when it comes to climate change. We need to fucking deal with the people at the border. Fucking figure out where. There are 666 children without parents that we can't find their fucking parents. We need to fucking figure out what to do with those kids. We need something to be done. We need to get back into the climate, or the Paris Agreement. We need to fucking start figuring out a way to get back into the Iran, uh, deal in in some way. Because Iran is still adhering to it, but they don't have to at this point. Right. And we need to fucking uh, slap uh, Kim Jong-un back in his fucking little dipshit mouth. Because he's still... This is what I don't understand. You will hear Trump supporters constantly bitch about, well, he was dealing with Kim Jong-un. He was being a great leader when it came to Kim Jong-un. I was like, no, he wasn't. He, A, decided to scale back uh, the war games that they constantly have over in, North, in South Korea against North Korea... To basically show the military force that's there, if North Korea uh, decides to, um, I guess, raise pop, pop. up their, tri- their troops and everything, um, so they have a series of war games, and uh, it's just a series of uh, tests and procedures, and just to show North Korea, like this is what we could do, we'll fuck up your shit at any moment if you cross this line, and it's the DMZ, um, so. Trump agreed to scale back the war games and just remove them completely. He did that. Kim Jong-un is still uh, building a nuclear bomb, or at least testing to uh, build his own nuclear bomb. So, he did nothing. All he did was legitimize the North Korean regime, because North Korea now has pictures of him with the great American president-type bullshit. Yeah. And that's what's happening right now. And... uh, He's, he literally buddies up to dictators because he wants to be a dictator at this point. We, we're even seeing it now where he wants to delegitimize the election that he got. And he can at this point. He has the Electoral College votes. Biden does. He, there's no way in hell. If he can contest all the popular votes all he wants, But well, Biden has the Electoral College votes. It's his. He is the next president. Yeah. There's no contesting it whatsoever. So fucking ever. Um, but that being said, I know we're not a, a political podcast, I just wanted to po- point out, this is a big fucking day in American history, because if another four years would have happened under Trump, this country would have literally tore itself apart. Because I almost bet, I'm, they got a rally coming up on the 14th, I'm, I'm wondering if anything's gonna happen then, but I almost bet if things were called on election night for Trump, we would have seen just mass fucking fighting, like to the point of just an actual civil war erupting because I don't think certain people like uh, certain extremist groups on the left accepting that in any fucking way so I'm just glad it didn't come to that and it could still come to that because obviously we got the previous administration just kicking like small children not wanting to do it so anyway I didn't lose Uh, back to this movie we both hated it we should move on the next movie for next week Predator um, we will both fucking enjoy the shit out of that movie. Yep. Um, and then we'll go through the, uh, four Predator movies, and then we got a nice little treat. the little, like, uh, palate cleanser from all the Predator and Alien movies. It'd be nice to fucking, uh, do. It's just a one-off movie that's definitely nerd-related. Um, so, anyway, that's all I got for this week. And that's all I've got. Make
1: sure to comment, like, subscribe. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. Tell us what you thought about the movie. Maybe you're one of the 30% that thought it was good. <laughs> If you are, I'd love to know why. Yes. But that is our episode for the week. Anything else you'd like to add? No. no.
0: Okay. I already said I'm good. Later, taters. (laughs)